Thank you, and welcome again for joining us for Journeys in Grace. Hello, my name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and today again we'll continue down the, the road, studying the Word of God, seeing what God will reveal to us today. And today we're going to continue with a study that we've been having on prayer, and today we're going to talk about and continue with our prayer and praise. Praise is such a weapon for the children of God, because praise is our expectation and our uh this is putting the Satan on notice, but also giving glory to God and giving him the honor and the praise that he is due. Letting him know that we have confidence in you, that whatever you promised us, the things that we sing about, the things that we've testified of and read, Lord, we trust you. And that's what our uh, I believe that our words of praise and adoration does for the Father. It just, uh, to me, is just a present to him. I was, that's what I would call it. Our praise is a present to the Father. Our presentation to Him of just reminding Him of who He is and what we expect of Him because He is God. He is God alone. There is no other God but our God. There is no other Savior but our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have faith in Him when, when we praise Him and give Him glory. So that's what we're going to be today in talking about and continuing with praise and power. Praise and uh, uh, prayer and praise rather. And uh, so let's go into the Word of God today. Uh, we're going to start out in the book of Psalms, uh, Psalms 8, 1 and 2. And a scripture uh, familiar to some, again, is Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter, uh, rather, Psalms 8, the 8th Psalm, uh, verse 1 and 2. The psalmist says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. And then he says something that uh, this distracts my mind, or, or the old, as the elder would say, strikes my fancy. Something that brings my eye out of this scripture is the second verse that says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Because of thine enemies, thou mightest set the enemy, thou mightest steal, rather, the enemy and the avenger. Let's read that again. He says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. In other words, he's saying, The children of God, the babes of God, have strength, for out of their mouth comes strength. He said, because of thine enemies, that thou mayest steal. So in other words, the praise of God stops Satan in his track. That's what to be stealed means. It means to be stopped, to be terminated, and steal the enemy and the avenger. And this is what the psalmist wanted to get over and, and, and get the message over to us, is that our praises have an effect on Satan. He wants the adoration and the love and the power and the, and whether the love and the, uh, and the praise that we give to God, he wants it for himself. And if you ever do uh, ever read the um, book of Isaiah chapter uh, 14, it talks about how the Satan, it gives the five uh, uh, eye wheels of Satan about how he wanted to take over and uh, be like God, be like the Most High. And he hates it. When we take the time out just, for, just uh, uh, to put the praises on our lips and let it come forth out of our inner man, out of our hearts where we've, uh, where, where we've stored the victories of our past, where in the past when we lacked money, in the past when we were sick, in the past when we were in need, in the past where uh, maybe our hearts were broken from a loss, uh, whether, whether it was from a loved one or whether maybe a job loss, a financial loss, or just a, you know, just feel like we're in a losing situation. But God turns it around. He turns it around for us because he loves us. 
And I believe that Jesus said, told his disciples when they were discussing who was going to be this or that or be in the prime position to tell everybody else what to do. He said, unless you come to me as a little child. Jesus wants us to uh, 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 come and present ourselves as children. And every child, I can remember as a little boy, whenever there was a need or, or fear, I would always go to my parents and could go to my dad. You know, my dad was a big man. He was a tall man. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't, wasn't, wasn't big and he wasn't fat or whatever or stout, but he was just tall and slender, but he was a strong man. And whenever uh, uh, I had any fear or whatever, I could just know that I could go to him. Because my dad was that type of man. You know, you would look at him and uh, he didn't say a lot, but you really didn't mess with my father. So this is what I'm saying to us is that with we as as children of God should have that 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 knowledge that God loves us. He loves it. That's why the scripture says he inhabits the praises of his saints. He inhabits the praises of his people. He he wants to he gets involved. That's why it's so important for us to get together with other believers and when the worship is going on, that we with heart and mind and, and, and with our will, we just get ourselves into it and give praises unto God. Because again, it's a present to him. We present ourselves in letting him know, Lord, we praise you. We thank you because of not only what you did do and what you are doing. But Lord, we know with expectant hearts, we know that you are, you are always with us and you will always see us through. So I would like to just say that if you don't like what you produced in life so far, or if you don't like what's happening in your life, change what you were saying. Change what's coming out of you. Because in a letter study as we're going to go to next, we're going to study about the, the seed and the, and the things that grow up in us, those roots that's got to be removed. But in order for us to become the people of God and to get to where God wants us to be, we have to allow the good things. The book of uh, Philemon says, uh, our faith becomes effectual by the acknowledging of the good things that lie within us. So what he was, what Paul was saying was, there are the, the, the faith that brought us to this point. The faith, the love that God has put within us. You know, some of us may say, well, you know what? Uh, I believe God gave me love, but brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, they know how to push my button. But I want to tell you, to overcome that, one of the things we must do is to acknowledge what that God lives in us. I know sometimes we all can, can, can get angry, we can get upset with things, but when you uh, just settle down and acknowledge that I am a child of God, I am the blessed of God. When you don't have any money, when bills are stacked up over your head, when you're, you know, you're getting ready to blow your top at whatever the situation may be, if you would just take a step back within yourself, calm yourself down and say, Father, by your grace, your grace is sufficient. Under your breath, you say, God, maybe with gritted teeth, Father, the, your grace is sufficient. For your strength is made perfect in my weakness. I feel like knocking them out right, this, right now, Lord. But I have the love of God in me. I have the peace of God. So peace, I receive you. And I'm going to make it through this situation. I'm not going to knock them out. I'm matter of fact, Lord, I'm going to bless them. God, I'm going to uh, uh, say something good. 
And if I can't say nothing good, Lord, I'm just going to be quiet, but I'm going to praise you. I'm going to give you glory. And Lord, you're going to get the glory out of this because I'm going to allow your peace. I'm going to allow the love of God and receive it. I'm going to let it come out of me. That's what it means to by acknowledging. That's when God can come out of you and show yourself. See, it's, 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 you don't know how much love you got until your love is tested, until your love is tried. And when you allow the peace of God and the grace of God, not trusting in yourself, but saying, Father, I trust you. I want to get revenge. I want to do it to them before they do it to me. However, Lord, I'm going to trust you that you're going to set all things right. And I'm, I have the victory now. I'm victorious in this situation. Yes, they laid me off unfairly. Yes, they terminated me, Lord, without a cause. But yet, I am victorious because I am the blessed of God. See, you there by saying these things, you are acknowledging if, that God is in you. That the love of God, the power of God, the blessing of God is in you. But we have to acknowledge it. And that's why I said earlier, if you don't like what's being produced in your life, Get a praise on your lips. This is what Jesus said in the book of uh, Matthew 12 and 33, 34. So Matthew 12, just write these down, uh, verses 33 and 34. The last stanza of verse uh, 33 of this chapter 12 says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So Jesus said, what's in you is going to come out. See, we, when we get the praises of God within us, we get the word of God within us, then in the, in, the, in, the, in the heat of the battle, the Holy Spirit can quicken that which lies within us. He can, he can bring to our remembrance. He can stir up our minds and so that we can bring up and say, you know what, Lord? I believe you've already fixed this. I believe I'm already victorious. Because you said in Psalms 91, Lord, that, that though a thousand foul by my side, ten thousand by my right hand, none of these things shall come not me. See, then you are allowing and you are acknowledging the good things that God has in you. Okay, so the latter part of that says, in the 31st verse says, a good man out of the good treasure, that word, that praise you have in you, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. You can be the weakest saint in the city and you have more power and authority than Satan. So how can you say that, preacher? Because he can't make you backslide. He can't make you do anything. It's what we allow him to do. So you have the power and the authority to rebuke him and resist him. Jesus said, uh, through Apostle Paul, he said, resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Through the apostle, rather, he will uh, flee from you if you will stand your ground and say, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not going back to the drug house. I'm not going back to the uh, to the club. I know the club is banging tonight. This is this is this is whatever night that may be for you. That you might you might have had the Friday night club clubbing. You might you might have been a weekend clubber all the way to Sunday morning and just roll into the choir like uh, like you've been like you always do." But God has given us the power and the authority. And he's given those things to us. And we can build up our most holy faith by praying in tongue, by getting worship. We can steal the enemy with, with, with the praises that, uh, that God has given us. And we can stand in faith by saying, 
God is not a man that he should lie. He said that he would be with me, never leave me, nor forsake me. So I trust him. So I'm going to rest, as we said last week, about letting prayer be our present pillow. In other words, I'm going to rest in it. And I'm going to trust that my God is faithful. So he says, a good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasures, bringeth forth evil things. If you're a believer again, and you are the weakest saint in the church, even in the city, you could be the weakest saint in the state. If you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb, and you are saved, and you say, God, I'm, I'm hanging on by three. You know what? You're not hanging on by three. You've been washed in the blood. Hebrews uh, 8 and Hebrews 10. You know what the Father said about your sin? He said, your sins and iniquity, I'll remember no more. He said, I, won't, I don't remember. I don't remember what you did last night. Now, you're going to deal. It's, it's going to beat you up. Because when that condemnation and shame will come when we allow Satan to uh, push us in the corner and, 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 and yield to him. Then he'll come with condemnation, shame, and guilt. But yet the father says, the sin and your iniquity, I'll remember it no more. Why? Not because you're so good, but it's because what Jesus did. He took our shame. He took our guilt. He took all those things on the cross. And when we get a praise on our lips and just begin to glorify God in the middle of all of that craziness that goes in our life sometimes. All of the craziness. When death comes. When loss comes. When, when, when arguing and debate comes. When divorce comes. When all of these things come. We have to rest with the knowledge that God is still with me. In the middle of what, where you are. Sometimes we, 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 we seem like we skirt around the accident. We can look back and say, Lord, I'm so thankful. But you know what? Sometimes the car does crash. But God is, will give us the victory out of it. He will give us the victory through it. He will give us the victory in it. Because he's always there with us. God in us home. So let's... I'm going to tell you about, take you to another uh, verse of scripture in Psalms 23. This is a psalm, or a song that David wrote. And he began to talk about God. He began to talk about who his shepherd was. And see, this is what, uh, what that we must do is be reminded. That's what Paul began to tell uh, uh, Timothy about reminding him about the faith that he had. Tell him about his grandmother. He said, you know, your grandmother had faith. Your mother has faith. He said, this same thing. He said, I'm convinced this same faith is in you. Because you have a heritage of faith. Well, you might say, well, you know, everybody in my family is a devil. I don't know if anybody went to heaven. Well, guess what? Your heavenly, earthly, your heavenly father also has faith. And you know what? Jesus is our faith. Galatians 2.20 uh, 2 says, I live. Paul began to tell the Galatians, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Jesus has deposited his faith in us. You have the faith of the Son of God in you. That's why if you just if you will acknowledge that, you may not feel like you have it. It may not look like you have it. 
But I, I believe the Bible over you. If Jesus said you have it through uh, the writings of Paul, I believe the word more than I believe you. Yes, I believe you um, may be walking in doubt and in unbelief. Yes, you could be allowing Satan to uh, beat you up because of what you did last night or yesterday or even at work today. You might have cut somebody out at work today. But you still have the faith of the Son of God in you. But see, we curse people out because we uh, don't believe that God can be our defender. But when we release our faith, trust in his word, fill our mouth with praise, letting God and just letting the, uh, the angels and the God know that, Lord, I trust you. I don't see it. I don't feel it. In my hands, I, I can't touch it. But I trust you, Lord. All is well. So David said in the 23rd Psalm, he said, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And that's what he's saying. My, my heart, when my heart is broken, he said, it restores. He restores my soul. The soul is, is, uh, is our mind, our will, our emotions. And all that is it's in the, the heart of man. And when it's broken, when we've been bruised, we've been battered by people, we've been battered by life, we've been battered by memories, God will restore you if you allow him to. And flush out all of that garbage, flush out all those bad, bad thoughts. Because all of us, will, uh, Satan will always bring back, life will bring back memories. You know, you can drive by the graveyard and remember, oh my God, I, uh, my baby's out there, my mom's out there, my dad. But if they're, if they're a believer, only their, 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 their earth suit is out there. Their soul and their spirit are in are with God. Waiting to come back. To, enjoy, to rejoin that uh, regenerated body, that renewed body. And then go back to heaven for eternity with us. And he says, he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And remember, this is a song that David sung to, to the Father. He said, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. Death can be shattered because many of us have, have, have had COVID over this last year and a half. But you are still here. You are still here. Some went to emergency room. Some of you suffered in silence by yourself. You had COVID. You had death. Uh, 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 you could hear the death rattle in your, in your chest with cough fever and whatever else that came along with it by yourself, but you weren't by yourself. The Lord was right there with you. And you made it through. Just you and Jesus. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. David said, I'll feel no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. He said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. See, there's going to come a day if you will, uh, uh, hold on to the end. If you will walk by faith and not by sight, the Lord said, "I through the through, through the uh, prophet David says, God prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Your enemies will see you being being blessed. 
your enemies, those who put you down, those who try to put their foot on you, those who lay traps for you, those who uh, scandalize your name, he says, they will see the blessings of God on your life and won't be able to do a thing about it. And then it says, he anoints my head with oil, my cup runneth over. They'll see you elevated. And anointing of the head in, in scripture always spoke about promotion. Being lifted up. So that the whole, the whole world could to see. See, God doesn't mind us being elevated. But he don't want us lifted up in pride. As long as you are, as you are elevated and you give God glory for your next position and your next position and your next position. And you will always say, you know what? I give God the glory. For it is he who put me in this place. It's him who gave me the knowledge to uh, be this uh, 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 business owner. For if you can look back and see where I am today, you say no way. But I am blessed by the hand of God. Now let's go, let's go on down in the last verse that says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. See, the psalmist David put this in. He put a deposit out there. He said, I'm putting a deposit of this word saying, All my life, goodness and mercy shall follow me. I know that there are problems. There are problems in the future. There are trials in the future. There is uh, uh, enemies in the future. But you know what? Goodness and mercy are going to be with me. They're going to keep me. And he says, the one thing I'm assured of, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What we would say in our day, the New Testament believer, is that the Spirit of the Lord is on me, in me. And I will see God in peace. And we're going to end today in the book of 2 Chronicles 20. Chapter 14 verse. Well, the 20th chapter of, uh, of Chronicles. And we're going to, as we begin to read today, this is Jehoshaphat. And he's been being attacked by the enemy, by, uh, I believe it's Ammon and Moab, two tribes that uh, were descendants of Lot. And you know that you have to read uh, the scripture to get, get um, um, some knowledge of these. And, and I don't have time to go all the way back through that, but they, as when Israel was coming through and came to the promised land, God commanded them not to attack the tribes of Moab and Ammon. But in the, and, and they, as they did, and God would not allow Israel to attack them and to wipe them out as they did others. But God said, pass on through. Don't touch them. So, but now, here in the uh, Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat is beginning to say to the Lord, those tribes which you did not allow us to attack, now they are now coming to attack us. And we're going to go down to verse number uh, 5. It said, And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord, and said, God of our fathers, he said, Aren't you the God in heaven? Don't you rule over the heathen? In your hand, powerful and mighty, that that's not in to stand before thee? Jehoshaphat began to remind God of who he was. It's not that God was senile, but Jehoshaphat knew that I can trust God. I, we can trust God. And so rather than coming complaining, he began to tell God and, and lift him up and exalt him. You are the mighty God. Can nobody stand before you, Lord? And as you read on down this, you'll see how that uh, Jehoshaphat began to talk about the things that, uh, I'm going to read the 10th verse. He said, Behold, 
the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sur, whom thou would not let Israel invade when they came out of Egypt and turned from them. And he said, and you told us not to destroy them. He said, God, well, you need to judge them now. Why? For we have no might. When they joined together, they were mightier than uh, uh, all of Israel, all of Judah, rather. He says, and neither do we know what to do. He said, but your eyes are on us. He said, God, you are here. We know you are here. We trust you because you cannot fail, Lord. Then the 14th verse, the spirit of God moved upon this man named Jehaziel. The latter part of that verse says, the spirit and came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And God moved him to say in the 15th verse, hearken all Judah and Jerusalem. He said, and you too, King Jehoshaphat. He says, the Lord says to you, don't be afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For what did God say? The battle isn't yours. God said, I'm going to do this. But it's the Lord. But it's God's rather. What he was saying was, I'm going to handle this. Because the first thing what you did was you lifted me up. You were reminded of who I am. And now I'm going to remind you of who I am. So now let's go down further from verse 14. We're going to go down now to verse uh, 17. He says, ye shall have no need to fight in this battle. He says, set yourselves and stand still. In the latter part of that verse said, for tomorrow, go out against him, for the Lord will be with you. Now, he, he does something in the 20th verse. I'm skipping, you see, I'm skipping forward to as we begin to end today. Down in the 20th verse, it said that they did something. He said they rose early in the morning and went out into, into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went out with uh, Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat said in the 20th verse, he says, Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall ye prosper. And see, at this point, Jehoshaphat not only is king, now he is prophesying. Jehoshaphat says, trust the man of God who is speaking to you. God's going to establish you. But he's speaking to me now to tell you what to do. And in the 21st verse, listen what he says. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. He put the praises out. That should praise the beauty of holiness. So they went forth out before the enemy. Well, before the army. And to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Now here, not only did Jehoshaphat have to have faith because he's got the drummer, the, 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 the uh, guitar player, the organ player, if you put it in our day. He put all the musicians. Now if you would think about it, if you had a fight and to go fight, the last person you most of us would pick would be the uh, would be the uh, musicians. But this is the faith of Jehoshaphat, and not only him, but the musicians had to have trust in him. That's why Jehoshaphat said, "Trust his prophet, and you're going to prosper." And the people did trust him. That's why all the musicians and the singers went out before the army. <coughs> and now it says. Uh, in the 22nd verse, and when they began to sing, they had a praise on their mouth, in their, on, in their mouth. And they began to praise. The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sir, which will come out against Judah. 
God said, I got something for your enemy. Just like I read in, in Judah, in uh, um, Psalms, uh, the, Psalm the 23rd chapter. He said, I'll take you through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. They didn't know. I'm talking about they being Ammon and Moab. That all the possessions, all their conquests that they had fought and taken. God was now just setting them up for a blessing for his people. And the 23rd verse says, For the children of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Sir. God made them fight among themselves until they still destroyed their enemy. And then, and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Sir, everyone destroyed themselves. What did the Lord say? He, the, 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 the writer said, he said, your enemy may come against you one way, but God will send them out seven ways. God is with us. God is with you. But we have to acknowledge it by speaking it, putting voice to it, putting song to it, giving worship to God. Before you make your complaint, before you make your petition, make your praise unto the God of heaven and earth. And no matter what you're going through, it'll lift you, it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you. When we begin to just praise God and lift him, and th what they begin to say was, they begin to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. They were singing with expectation. The enemy was still there. They still were outnumbered. But they just begin to praise and glorify God with an expectation that after this, we're going to see God revenge us upon our enemy. And that's why I wanted to say to you today, leave you with this thought as we leave this series, and to let you know, God is for you. Out of the abundance of your heart, you will speak. Brothers and sisters and, and, and children of God, if we will say what God says, God says you are preferred. He said that we are the seed of Abraham. We are the blessed of God. We are the royal priesthood. We are called. We are the healed. We are the delivered. We are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We shall lend and not borrow. All these things God has said about us. But what are you saying about yourself? You've got to say, and your prayers, you've got to pray what God has prayed, what God has spoken. And remind him of who he is. All the wonderful things he's done for you. And you will see a great change starting on the inside and being produced on the outside. And next week we'll, we'll go further as we study about the seed. But I pray the word of God has, 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 has impacted you today. I pray for any today who, if you don't know Jesus, this is a great day to receive him. Let him become savior of your life. Father, we thank you for your blessing. We thank you, Lord. That you are, you are, Lord, you are Savior. And we pray, Father, forgive those who come to you today. We pray, Lord, that you would touch their heart. And I pray that they would repeat after me, Lord Jesus, you know my life. You know where I have failed. And yet you forgive me. Lord, I thank you that you died for me. I receive you 
as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you that, Lord, I am today part of the family of God. Lord, lead me to a place that I can learn of you. Lord, thank you for all you do for me today. And Lord, thank you for today I am part of the family of God. I pray that you will join us again for Journeys in Grace. This is Pastor Eric Covers. Amen.